As we continue to process the massacre at Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas, many of you want answers from lawmakers. More specifically, lawmakers in states where gun laws have been loosened. Here's what we heard. I am so upset with all these news stories about these people being killed by uh, mass shootings. And I am so disappointed in our government. Why don't we just start suing the, like, the governor of Texas and the lawmakers? Because we were willing to sue the gun makers, but they're passing these laws and they're negligent. Voters need to awaken to the idea of making their state safe via who they support in Congress. There's a connection. And here we go in Indiana. Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb passes constitutional carry law where an 18-year-old can carry a gun without even having to have a permit. That was Mary from Sherrillville, Indiana, Rich from the Northwest Side, Joanne from DuPage County, and Mary again. Indiana House Bill 1296, the one that Mary mentioned, eliminated the requirement to have a permit to carry a handgun in public. It goes into effect in July. Joining us now is Indiana State Representative Jim Lucas, one of the co-authors of the bill. He's a Republican representing Seymour, which is between Indianapolis and Louisville. Representative, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sasha. It's good to be on. You've sponsored many bills and uh, amendments to restore and protect gun rights. Can you tell us more about House Bill 1296, which is otherwise known as the uh, Constitutional Carry Law? Well, it's a very simple piece of legislation. The only thing it did was just remove the requirement by government to get a license to exercise the constitutional right, which has been with us for centuries. And Indiana state constitution is very clear on this right. Article 1, Section 32, the people shall have a right to bear arms for defense of themselves in the state. Um, no mention of a militia. I know that likes to be used as a distraction in the Second Amendment. But the bill does not just allow anybody to go out and carry a firearm. Um, nothing has changed for the prohibited part of it. If you are a prohibited person, it is still illegal for you to carry a firearm. It has absolutely nothing to do with getting firearms. That process has not changed. So who's, who's prohibited? Make it clear for us. Who is prohibited from getting a firearm? Uh, felons, felons, anybody convicted, um, convicted of domestic violence, um, alcohol abusers, drug abusers, people that are currently prohibited by law. None of that changed. So with House Bill 1296, my understanding is that the only requirements someone would need in order to carry a handgun in public now is to be over 18 and to pass a background check. Is that right? Uh, now, the background check has nothing to do with that. That is, the background check pertains to obtaining a firearm, getting a firearm. Why do you support the law? It has nothing to do with carrying a firearm. Why do you support this law? What's in the Constitution? It's a constitutionally protected right. We don't require a license to go to church or to sit in the privacy of your home. So there should, there should be no license requirement by the government to exercise a constitutional right. And as we've seen, licenses, um, they don't stop a bad person from doing bad things. The only thing a license does is just infringes upon the rights and makes it more difficult for a law-abiding person to get um, to lawfully carry a handgun. You know, in COVID... So one of the re during during the COVID period, one of the requirements to obtain a license to carry a handgun was to get fingerprinted. Well, there were many places that were either um, shut down because of COVID, or they were backlogged for several months to get fingerprints. So you take a young single mother that wanted to lawfully be able to protect herself and her family, 
and carry a gun, um, for her to lawfully do that, she would have to wait several, several months to go through the process that was required by law just to exercise a constitutional right. You don't think that's necessary to have to go through Absolutely not. the process? No, no, 100% no. Who, who was it harming to have people get permits to carry? Why, why remove that? I just gave you the young single mother or anybody, you know, for anybody to have to wait months because of government um, restrictions and laws to exercise a constitutional right, that's wrong. Well, we're dealing with a tragedy this, this week, uh, one that's happened far too often. Um, our country's facing an, an unprecedented amount of mass shootings right now, Representative. So I wonder what's going through your mind as we continue to process the Uvalde school shooting. Well, and you're right, it is a tragedy, and it is horrible, and it does happen too often, but we have to look at the facts, set emotion aside, and look at the facts. The facts are that the overwhelming majority, well over 90% of these incidents, take place in a gun-free zone. Now, you know, gun-free zones are where laws are applied, and to their intent is to keep people, you know, to keep guns out of those areas. But tragically, we're seeing that those laws do not work. Yeah, but it's a school. It's a school. Okay. And and there's emotion because they're kids. Okay, but look what's happening. You're you're proving my point, Sasha. I mean, gun-free zones are simply areas, they're, they're places where people that obey gun laws are made easy victims for people that don't obey gun laws. And we're seeing that play out tragically. And I had a bill in 2019, House Bill 1253. Um, I designed a training program with some of our top law enforcement officials, and it was based on the same amount of time that we we require of law uh, law enforcement academy graduates for firearms training, 40 hours um, of training, and it was volunteer. Any school or any teacher that wanted to participate in this program could go take this training and they would be qualified to carry a firearm in school. What's your stance on that now? Even more so. Even more so because as the facts come out in this Texas school shooting, just like we saw in Marjorie um, Stoneman Douglas High School in Florida, um, their school resource officer waited outside while students and staff were being murdered inside. This school down in Texas, I see reports are coming out that the police were waiting outside and parents were begging them to go in and engage the shooter. So imagine if you're a staff inside that building with an active shooter and police are waiting outside, what would you like to have on you at that time? So you see... I mean, that's just common sense. You see House Bill 1296 as a solution to the gun violence problem in this country? No, I didn't say that. I just, that was a return to our constitutional rights. And what that does, that allows more, it removes an obstacle for a law-abiding, moral person to exercise a constitutional right. This, so it, common, this sense, common sense to me is, is, why did this 18-year-old have access to an AR-15? Is that, well, common sense well, to me is that purchased- should not have been the case. Why not? I mean, from from what I understand, he purchased he purchased that firearm legally 
He obeyed all the existing laws. You just so he heard did from not several break any laws in in the purchasing process. That he killed twenty kids and two teachers, which is horrible. Absolutely, in a gun-free zone. We heard from several listeners a moment ago, Representative, expressing their disappointment in how our government is handling gun violence in this country. What do you say to that? It's not the gun, it's the people. I think we're, we're seeing a breakdown in society. And the only way to stop a bad person with a gun is a good person with a gun. And, and feelings aren't going to do it. Laws aren't doing it. You know, murder is... Who's, who's a good person with a gun? Define for me a good person with a gun. Well, there's lots of people out there, Sasha. I'm carrying one right now. I'm not out there wreaking havoc on society. And you can't, that's that's not predictable. I mean, I, I don't understand. That's kind of a loaded question. I, how do you answer that? Yeah, how do you answer that? What do you say to that's, Americans who, who question whether some lawmakers, sounds to me like, like you, are yep. prioritizing the Second Amendment over people's lives, over children's no, lives. No. no, Sasha, you're mistaking it. I'm prioritizing the right and the ability to defend oneself against somebody who will not be stopped by any law on the books. I mean, we have countless laws right now on the books against a murder. Murder in Indiana is punishable by the death penalty. If that right there is not a deterrent, then please give me a law that will be a deterrent. And I've, I've begged this question countless times. I'm a lawmaker. Please give me a law that will stop people who aren't stopped by any of our countless existing laws right now. Laws don't stop people. The only thing a law does, it criminalizes an act and assigns a level of punishment to it. So it does not stop behavior. I want to make sure I understand what, what you're saying to me. I'm, I'm processing... Okay. Your issue is that, uh, or you're saying that the problem isn't that this 18-year-old had an AR-15. It's that the teachers at the school didn't also have guns. So the solution is more guns. Correct. So more guns would have equaled a better situation. more, more More guns is going to stop this. I mean, mankind, Cain killed Abel with a rock. You know, people are getting stabbed in prison. More, more guns equals free. more shootings, Representative. The, the data is out there. Not necessarily. Okay, America is awash in firearms. There's a, a conservative estimate of over 400 million firearms in the hands of 100 million Americans. Now, when you look as far as homicides go, homicides are relatively low, statistically. And every death is tragic. I, I, get, I get that, and it is. It's horrible. It would be great if we could eliminate death. But that's not going to happen. But what we can is we can mitigate and minimize our chances of being killed by somebody that aren't stopped by laws. And making it easier for good people to be able to defend themselves is the only answer to this. That mental health, I would like to see us put more money into mental health. But this gentleman, just as the shooter at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, he was on everybody's radar. Nobody did anything about it. Just like the gun laws right now. Um, you talk to a lot of police officers on the street, they are so sick and tired of this catch and release. You know, you look at all the felons, um, the people that get arrested multiple times 
felons that carry handguns. And, and gun charges are one of the most discharge, um, dismissed charges there are. Republican Indiana so, State Representative Jim Lucas. Representative, thank you for your time. You're very welcome. Have a good day. Just a note, we also invited Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb on the program as well, but he declined to join us. I want to turn now to WBEZ's Mike Puente, who's been standing by, keeping quiet for this conversation. Uh, let's dig into that law just a little bit more, Mike. I've, I've already gone way over time here because, wow, your reaction for, uh, to our conversation with Representative Jim Lucas. Well, Sasha, thank you. And thank you for having me on. And yeah, it's a very emotional subject to talk about. I think when I hear from uh, Representative Lucas, is this is growing disconnect and not not seeing the issues that are out there. Um, you know, it's there's there's a gun violence problem throughout the country, but also in his own backyard. He's in Seymour, Indiana, which is right near Bloomington, which is just just south of Indianapolis, Indianapolis just went through its most deadliest year ever with 271 homicides. It's an urban area. Indianapolis, though, has a has a nice reputation around the country, college sports, but nobody really talks about their gun violence problem there that is equal or even surpasses that anything that's happening in Chicago. Yet there's this disconnect and not not really looking at for solutions. This just um, you know putting more guns out there and we see that's not really a solution to the problem that's out there. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned a, a statistic earlier. Uh, according to a 2017 study conducted by the city of Chicago, 60% of guns recovered in this city, they come from neighboring states, they come from places like Indiana. Is there any way, Mike, to curb guns that come from out of state? What are solutions that can help? Oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. There. there there, are some things that they can do. One, okay, so the, the major... The big issue are these uh, these gun shows. You have this what's called the gun show loophole, and gun shows happen all the time in Indiana. In fact, there's one happening this weekend in in Crown Point where I'm going to be at talking to people. That's where if if you go there, you can uh, legally you know purchase a firearm from a private dealer without going through a background check. And we know that sometimes some of those guns, or a lot of the times, end up in the wrong hands, cross the state line illegally um maybe there's some straw purchasing going on but we see gun shows are uh just a this pipeline to uh illegally obtain guns getting into the wrong hand so if you just close that loophole right there Mm -hmm. it may not be a panacea but you're heading into the right direction so just right there yeah and and i want to be clear about something We, we keep talking about how chicago has some of the most strict you know, gun restrictions in, in the country. Explain that a little bit more for our listeners, Mike. What does it look like here? Well, okay, well, in Illinois, in Illinois and Chicago, well, first of all, the AR-15s are banned in Cook County and Chicago. That was a gun that was used in Texas this week. And in Illinois, you are required to get a permit and a background check to purchase firearms. Um, and you have to go through, you have to obtain a what's called the firearm owner's identification card, that's issued by the Illinois State Police, and you must renew it every 10 years. But, you know, Illinois does have a, uh, a history of failing to go after revoked or expired gun permits. So, um, you know, so there, there's a lot of, lot of additional requirements in Chicago, in Illinois, that Indiana just simply doesn't have. 
Yesterday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott uh, made remarks about Chicago crime during a press conference about the school shooting in Uvalde. Let's listen to a bit of that. There are, quote, real gun laws in Chicago. I hate to say this, but there are more people who were shot every weekend in Chicago than there are in schools in Texas. And we need to realize that that people who think that, well, maybe if we just implement tougher gun laws, it's gonna solve it. Chicago and LA and New York disproved that thesis. What do you think about this comparison by Governor Abbott, Mike? Well, Sasha, it angers me, and it, it's it, it's uh, it angers me because of this. The reason why a lot of conservatives are going after Chicago because it's a quote democratically controlled city. They want to point to the blue cities where there's a gun problem and they have gun laws. Why didn't he go after Indianapolis? Indianapolis is in a very red state surrounded by Republicans, which also has a gun violence homicide problem. But they're not going to go. uh, They're not going to cite Indianapolis because they've got a lot of Republican friends there, a lot of GOP friends there. They're not going to cite the issues happening right now in Indianapolis, right now where the law enforcement, the head of the Indiana State Police telling telling lawmakers not to pass a new law that's going to come up, which is doesn't require an 18-year-old or older to have a permit to carry a weapon in Indiana or, or a handgun in Indiana. Mm-hmm. They ignored those pleas, those cries. I've got, I just spoke to recently the Lake County prosecutor, Bernard Carter, African-American man, been the prosecutor in Lake County, Indiana for more than 30 years, says for the first time he has never carried a gun on his person, never. He's he's so afraid of what's going to happen after July 1st when this new per- permitless carry gun legislation bill or a law goes into effect that he he's considering about purchasing his own gun for protection. That's how much worry he is. But yeah. it's it's unfortunate they gotta they gotta throw Chicago under the bus when there's a city mm-hmm. like Indianapolis. It's easy. Has, easy yeah. an easy reach. Gotta let you go, Mike. Yes. That's WBEZ reporter right, Mike Puente. Thank you. Thank you.